Tim. Tim, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Tim, you don't sound good. Why not? You sound uh, like you're sick. Are you sick? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm sure. I maybe got a frog in my throat. Hold on, let me mute it and take care of business. He's going to snort that yayo. <laughs> Am I the last one on, or did you just call us all? You're the, you're one, the last, you're the last one, one on, Paul, because you're, you're late. It's 8.02. Your mom, it's 9.03. Is that better? No, you still don't sound like yourself. I'm not convinced you're Tim. Tell me something only Tim would know. Um, Don't tell him what the inside of my asshole looks like, Tim. <laughs> That's supposed to be a secret. You can tell us what happened in the last issue of Teen Titans, because no one else in the world knows that. (laughs) (laughs) But how the hell would we verify? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Someone get on Pirate Bay. (laughs) Well, seriously, do I sound okay? Because the sound might be coming through the laptop. I want to make sure. No, dude, you just sound down. You sound like, oh, "Oh, I got to record with these motherfuckers. This sucks. Oh, bother. No, I just I was reading. So you must have been reading the fucking Bible because you don't sound <laughs> excited by the material. Goddamn! <laughs> no, <laughs> I was reading the end of Civil War, so it was kind of a downer. I know, Paul. I was scrambling around like, what's the boring, most boring book I can think of? The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Godcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the God Show. God show. Look, even devout Christians know that the Bible is boring. They just like the content, but they much would rather hear it from somebody standing up and talking about what's in it rather than have to go and read that shit themselves. They like the Cliff Notes version of the Bible. In fact, but, they travel every week just to go and hear about the Bible rather than stay at home and read it themselves. I think that there's something to be said there. You just said it. Yes. <laughs> I think something has been said there. Indeed. Now we know. I'm really fucking excited about tonight. Are you guys pumped? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, tell, you can tell that Tim is. Oh, bother. Uh, t- Tim's going to get excited when we start talking about character creation. It's going to be great. Great. And it's 8.05. I think five minutes of warm-up discussion was good enough. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Hold on. i got to go grab my pen. Hold on just a second. The fuck? <laughs> Why don't you have your pen ready? Well, I left it across the room with my headset. Won't reach that far. Jonathan has to yeah. wait another 10 seconds. God damn it. <laughs> He's got his one, how- one hand on his mouse, and the other hand was not on his pen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Be right back. He threw his pen across the room at his wife. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> Yeah, get out. Close the door. Get the hell out. <laughs> so the movie that I executive produced is finally coming on DVD. Just putting that out there. What? What movie is what? that? Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. You executive produced Ginger Dead Man 3? <laughs> I just bought a ton of shit from Full Moon, like, props from the sets and stuff and they said well you spent enough money so we're going to make you an honorary executive producer on ginger dead man 3 dude that is bad fucking ass i never saw number two but i really enjoyed the first ginger dead man I the thought- second one sucked <laughs> will your name actually be in the credits paul 
Yeah, should be. That's Holy shit! On Netflix cool. and that right away. You know, well, I'd do something it. like I'd do something like that, but they just put Aaron in the credits instead. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes sense. <laughs> I, I I just died when I read the Anthony Johnston uh, post. I just thought that was great. Wayne, it's making things easy. If Aaron ever decides to leave the podcast, it can still be funny books with Aaron and Polly. Yeah, you can just step right <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it is it kosher to call Anthony Johnson a lying British bastard? By the way, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Is that no not going to work? Why is you telling us that the, the we're telling us that Daredevil is connected with Shadowland? You already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's lying. <laughs> Because you followed up, it's like, well, are you going to deal with like the supporting cast of Daredevil? Well, yeah, because we have to do it here because nobody gives a shit in Shadowland. Now, Tim, <laughs> I hate to interrupt you, and I know that you probably have some really interesting things to say that I can make jokes about. But let's save it for Saturday. All right, all right. I just didn't know how bad, bad I could be. You can't be bad because I have planned well, on having him back on. We're about to do character creation. We're about to find out how bad you can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking we just postpone the character generation for another night, if that's okay with you guys. And we just bullshit for two hours. Yeah, yeah. I read about ten pages of Hulk twenty four, so let's do it. Let's do funny books for Polly. Oh fuck, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read my books yet. I'll ruin it for you, Jonathan. They tug it out. Did, did they Dutch rudder it? Is that what they did? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Thunderbolt Ross gets the ultimate revenge when he gives him a Cleveland steamer. Oh, Dutch rudder. <laughs> That's his battle cry now. Yeah. So take that couple of minutes of conversation and put it on Saturday. All right. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Aaron, way to spoil my character concept. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come up with something other than the Dutch rudder. People think I just thought of it now. <laughs> He's gonna be the Scandinavian rudder now. He's just gonna move up the coast. Oh, we're we're a port town. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right on. Yeah. Battle cries, hello, sailors. And he fights <laughs> fights against the Indians that control the port. What's Dutch. the sea bullshit? You're going to be uh, Tim's bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I did not plan that out in my character concept. <laughs> bitch Tim. <laughs> no, so Lady I, Tim. Lady Tim. I hope, I hope <laughs> Tim's character likes dudes a lot. <laughs> sure does. Well, not like that. <laughs> All of my guys are somewhat effeminate, though. You put some tits on them, and they could, they could be a very passable tranny. I'm like, you yeah, right. Welcome <laughs> to Sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> with Aaron and Polly and their amazing friends. <laughs> no, it's just sandboxing. You know, when are you guys going to drop the Aaron and Polly? Seriously. Fucking never. Because <laughs> I uh, I don't know if you noticed, but anytime I credit you guys, I always just put funny books. That's right.
whatever. Even in casual conversation, when I introduce my, myself, I say, hi, I'm Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I went to I went to uh, uh, Mikey Mason's comedy show because he was only playing an hour away. Uh-huh. I told him I was on the show. He's like, "Which one are you, Aaron or Polly?" I'm like, "I'm an amazing friend." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready? Yeah. All right. Word. Yep. So uh, sure, we're not going to bullshit around for another half hour. No, I'm cool. Count with that us too. down, Aaron. <laughs> oh, God, that shit cracked me up. So you're going to count me in? <laughs> are we out it was all i mean i really there, there was part of me was like do i leave that in you know because it was tickling me so much but you know i, I do try to make sure that our guests don't sound like idiots you know <laughs> did, did, um, you, did you want to count me in and paul this is what cracks me up anthony johnson do you want to count me in and paul's like sure <laughs> what the hell does that even mean <laughs> Well, the, the, the hi, this is Anthony Johnston, you know, and you're listening to Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. He wanted me to count them in. So I'm like, uh, I... three, two, one. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, it, it's so hysterical because you can hear it in Paul's voice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's better than being counted out. <laughs> well, and then and by he... the way, Paul, way to derail the fucking train. <laughs> All right, when we when we start gaming, Paul, this shit ain't gonna happen. That's rule number one of role playing. Yes, it will. I know, but still, it's rule number one. But yeah, right. I, I really was very amused editing that episode. Count me in. All right, Wayne. Two. One. Wayne, wait. Character generation. Wayne, wait. Hold on. Wayne. Yeah. Fucking Wayne. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm hosting the call. After everyone's gone, stay on because I gotta talk to you about something. All right, okay. go. Oh, well, wait, wait. Oh, that's some bullshit. What you, what you like, it's not even like work where I could just it's, stay on the conference line and oh, nobody knows. <laughs> it's it's something that I'm not sure if people are allowed to know, so I want to talk about it in private. Okay, so what? It's, is it? Oh, it's. It, I mean, if it was something pertaining to me. You you guys know, uh-huh. but I'd be all over it. But it doesn't. So, but I mean, it's just it's it's just us. I, I tell you what, <laughs> Paul, yeah, Paul, you'll, Tim, you'll, yeah. Paul, Tim, go ahead and take your headsets off. Okay, now. <laughs> Hold on. See, right, Paul's off. off. All right, character generation. <laughs> See, I don't think that's what y'all are going to talk about, though. <laughs> See, I'm not going to be able to 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 concentrate now because. I'm imagining all the things that Wayne and uh, and Jonathan might be talking about. They're going to break up with us. Well, see, I haven't talked to anyone about it yet, so like, I don't so, know. If so Wayne is the guy. You guys, you guys could find out very fast, but I can't. Why don't bring you just him. private IM him? Ask him if we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just IM Paul, him. Your technology is brilliant. Just IM him in the chat room. And we won't look at the screen. <laughs> this is funny as hell because I'm pretty sure I know what he wants to talk about. Is that is that right? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. So okay. One. So you do know about it. Yeah. Is it a is it a private matter at the moment? Yeah, I'll fill you in on the details later. Okay. God damn. I'm just not comfortable with the secrets. You guys are off my Christmas card list. Because now it amuses me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, like right, like I said, it's not it's not my story to to tell. I just wanted to. Okay, I I, I just I, I don't know how I'm going to cope this evening. Hey it's man, not it's be, it's, it's not I only, be secrets in our family. I only have partial information, so it's been fucking killing me. For a long I am time. happy for you to share partial information. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> all right, character generation. See, you should have just fucking asked him on private IM to begin with. I know. Well, I I thought I thought that I'm the guy who's supposed to be like, hey, there's no secrets here. <laughs> you, you thought you weren't on the line with a bunch of 16-year-old girls. I'm the one who gets upset when when other when other people aren't as candid. Yeah, no shit. Didn't you read uh, you James's know. article? <laughs> we're, we're changing the name of the podcast to Pretty Little Liars. That, that's us. <laughs> I was gonna say Little Women. I think Aaron's cutting himself. <laughs> I thought that was my role. Damn. No, he's, reading the IM, he's reading the IM that Wayne sent Aaron, so Aaron knows what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds guilty to me. <laughs> Let's just tell everybody but that Tim Paul bastard. Yeah, fuck you. See if I invite you on another interview. All this silence is Wayne and I I am each other furiously. <laughs> you guys can have a cyber sex on Friday. Now, does anyone else want to talk about anything else before we get into the characters? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, I'm just going to say direct I am to Paul. How's about that, assholes? <laughs> <laughs> find all of you very hurtful. <laughs> now, right. in our previous sessions... We have outlined our setting, and tonight we're going to talk about character concepts, and our goal for the evening is for each one of you to leave um, knowing the kind of character that you want to play. We're not statting them out today. We're just kind of going to talk about who your character is, their background, and ask some questions about about them and, and you know see how they fit into the world. So uh, as the homework that I assigned you last time was to come with uh, a couple of ideas so that we can you know, kind of build the characters that we're going to be playing and make sure that we've got some that, that mesh well, real well together. So um, we're just going to go randomly about the table and uh, talk about the character concepts. Wait, so, hold up. Wait, whoa, Aaron. Sir. I mean, don't we need like a group template? No, I don't need a group template. Did, did you need a group template? Well, I mean, I just – because I, I came up with some concepts, but I was a little confused about what I should be uh, doing, like, because I didn't know <laughs> – What's because, his motivation, Aaron? What's I his mean, motivation? I, 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 I mean, on my character concepts, I painted very broad strokes because I figured I didn't want to fully flesh out a concept if I wasn't going to play it. Right. Um, well, and I wasn't expecting – I didn't know – I didn't know if we were if we were going to decide that we are a team like we are a team or if we you know are sort of like you know we I didn't know if this was a team book like the X-Men is a team book or if this is a team book like the Avengers is a team book where we all have our own ongoing and continuity's all fucked up <laughs> or maybe something like Midnight Suns where they just occasionally get together right yeah I didn't know what this was about you know what I was going to say, you know, we can have our separate origins today, and then in our next conversation, we can have our team origin. Don't stretch out conversations, Paul. 
And that was actually kind of kind of where I was going is that we'd kind of figure out the characters that you want to play and then figure out, you know, do they know each other at the game start? You know, is this an established team? Are there established relationships? Maybe one or two of y'all know each other, but maybe another doesn't. So th- those are all questions we'll ask deeper in. But right now, the I-, I don't know these Boy Scouts. The idea here is to just kind of figure out the kind of personalities and powers and then start figuring out how all that's going to work together in terms of story. And so I don't expect you to have an in-depth character, but really kind of just a, a character sketch, if you will. Does that help you at all? Uh, I'm not very good at drawing. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be a problem. <clears throat> Jonathan, do you want to share with us uh, you know, the, the character that you were thinking Why of? Why do I got to go first? <laughs> because you're not sharing secrets, you little fucker. <laughs> 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 it's your turn in the barrel okay so <clears throat> my first concept is this dude who lives in uh the uh, little oriental place that we have set up which we don't have a name for yet and he'd be like this uh vigilante taking on the gangs and he you know he's like a martial artist type guy he's asian as well so it's not like you know white guy down in in, in chinatown <laughs> beating up on the asians <laughs> yeah you know we can't come off as a racist book but uh does he have superpowers or is he just a really good martial artist well there's a legend behind him but i haven't decided if the legend is actually true or if that's just <clears throat> sort of the the mystique of his vigilante persona striking fear in in the hearts of the of gang members and i you know and i i don't really know if i wanted to find that right away you know i kind of like it being sort of ambiguous like uh and basically uh the legend is that uh you know he's he's just uh directly descendant from uh Guan Yu, an ancient warrior in China who is known as the god of war. And, uh, you know, it's through that bloodline that he draws the strength. And, you know, there's all kinds of things said about him. But I don't really know if he he has mystical powers or if he's just a really good martial artist. And have you thought about this legend that's come up about him? If, he do, if it's not true, if he doesn't have <clears> – <throat> excuse me, if he doesn't have powers and, you know, this legend isn't true – has he maybe been responsible for spreading that legend? Hmm, I'm going to say he's not responsible for spreading the legend, but, you know, he doesn't, like, once it got started, he certainly helped it along. So he hasn't done anything to discourage it. Right. He may even, you know, when, when he's got his mask on and everything, he may even proclaim it to his enemies as he's beating them down. Anything else you want to share with him, with us about him? Well, as far as his past, he had sort of a a, a troubled youth. Uh, he, you know, he's he's lived, you know, his entire life in this in this Chinatown type area. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, in his youth, he was actually uh, part of of uh, the triads down there like the triad the chinese he got out but uh he 
the reason why he goes vigilante style with, with you know hiding his his identity when he goes up against the gangs is he actually has uh, a, a family. He has a uh, a wife and two kids, so he you know he does so, that to protect them. So he's he's from here. So does he like have extended family here as well? You know, grandparents, cousins, uncles, the whole bit. Oh yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. So he's a, he's a full family man. Oh yeah, he's a he's a full he's a full family man. Okay. Uh, his his uh, day job is he works at a Chinese restaurant as a cook. White guy in a Chinese restaurant. He's not white. He's Asian. <laughs> I'm messing. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a comic book, but let's let's be believable here. White guy in a Chinese restaurant working? No way. <laughs> super super, spre- super strength and blasting optic beams from your eyes? A-okay. <laughs> you, you can't go too far out there. That's what I'm saying. So, Wayner? All right. Well... My first idea was basically a character who grew up idolizing superheroes, being frustrated that he wasn't one, that he didn't have any powers, that he uh, basically he was normal when there are people in the world that aren't to the point that it, you know, it drives him crazy every day. He builds up this frustration, anger. He has anger issues all throughout his teenage years. Finally, one day at his uh, once he reaches his early 20s, one day at his job, he lashes out at his boss, has a nervous breakdown, ends up in a in basically the mental ward of a hospital. And while he's sleeping, he's visited in his dream by a the spirit of the hawk who basically tells him that finally his uh, his dream is finally coming true. And when he wakes up. He slips out of the hospital, goes around, goes out, creates a costume for himself, and has this whole identity. Uh, whether he has powers or not, I haven't really decided. If he's really just crazy, but a, but doing the superhero thing, or if there actually is mystical powers, it's kind of like when, uh, kind of like they've done with Moon Knight, where he had the connection. He had, he did have powers at some some iterations of him in the comic books, and others didn't. It would be kind of the same level. This guy would have powers. I envision him as kind of like a Batman character without all of the super planning and all of the technology and and the money. He's definitely more of a street level hero. He has this whole super ideology of, you know, he will not cross the line, you know, and he's obsessed with it. But he has a temper and he has, you know, he has to struggle with that every day. For the most part, he's just obsessed with being a superhero and he's crazy. So do you see him as kind of like a, a Rorschach character, or is he a little bit more functional than that? More functional than that. I mean, he's basically when he puts on the – you know, Rorschach actually isn't a, isn't a bad way to describe Whoa, it. Whoa, really. wait. When don't, he be puts on the costume, on, uh, don't be stepping on Tim's toes here. Uh, when, he puts on the costume, when he puts on the costume, he's much more functional than when he you know, doesn't have the costume on. He fully believes he has powers, whether he does or not. And he would have a few gadgets that he's kind of put together himself. Uh, he has learned to fight over the years and things like that. Honestly, it's kind of a recreation of my first hero in City of Heroes, where I'd come up with that whole concept, except in that storyline when I wrote it, he woke up in the hospital during the Richty invasion, and he fought off you know, the Richty at the time. In this case, it's more of a he just woke up in the hospital, slipped out, and created his costume. Was was he a uh, was he a natural fire tank? 
Because you know how the natural fire tank gets his power. He pours gasoline all over himself and lights himself <laughs> on fire. No, he was actually a natural martial arts scrapper. Tell me what he's like when he's not in costume. Tell me about what his uh, his secret identity is like. Well, his job when he lost his uh, when he basically had his breakdown was IT. He was, uh, you know, his basically he's he's having the conversation with his boss, and his boss is blaming him for a virus on his computer, and he lashes out because his boss was just a complete and total idiot. And so in his day-to-day job now, he works like a help desk job somewhere. He's been blacklisted from most major companies because of his incidents. Um, he has – basically he lives in a a cheap apartment, as cheap a rent as possible, doesn't have much money, kind of slumming it. And his whole life is dedicated to, you know, to the costume. Anything else is just something that he's doing to further that. Does he have to put on the costume to get it up? <laughs> Probably. Okay. <laughs> but really, if you were a superhero, wouldn't you? There'd definitely be some role play going on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. Anything else you want to tell us about him, Wayne? No, that pretty much covers my first concept. Paul, would you like to tell us about your character, Paul? Well, I have three characters. Um, well, just tell us about one. No, I'm yeah, going to tell you all about have, all three. The we once all the have Wayne three train gets Paul. going. No, I'm just kidding. We're just supposed to have three. No, I just came with three, just in case. It probably would have been a good idea, all things considered. Now, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, one of mine was a uh, like an Asian martial artist guy, so I'll say it's son him. of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to start off, I guess, with uh, a character called the Skull. The Skull. The Skull. That, that's, We're not talking about villains yet, Paul. No, he's not a villain. He's a good guy. So guy's name is Manny Calavera. Manuel Calavera. Manuel. Manuel. Um, Mexican. Descent. And so... Basically, I I, kind of toyed with the origin a little bit. I'm not entirely sure I'm happy with it, but I got to know. I need to shortcut to the end. Is there a luchador mask involved? There is not. However, his face is painted like a Mexican calavera. That's the the last name, you know, like the Day of the Dead Skulls. Oh, Oh, okay, Yeah. I got you. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's flow's done now. (laughs) (laughs) um so kind of you know the the idea i was trying with the with the origin is basically he was he was murdered as part of a sacrifice so this way he has like an actual villain like an arch nemesis um and they have like the same origin basically this guy sacrificed manny in order to gain eternal life but as an unfortunate side effect of the spell Manny was brought back to life as this this undead um, character, the skull. And so you know, you know, he he paints his face like the Mexican Day of the Dead skulls because of his descent. And uh, I, I actually I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what kind of powers I wanted to give him. I, I had an origin. I had a look. You know, I, I, I'm assuming. You know, I I don't want to say he's. You know, just because he's undead doesn't mean he's invulnerable but you know i'd like him to be 
hard to kill. Does uh, who does the pencils on the ongoing? Who does the pencils on the ongoing? I'm Ask, gonna Tim. Go Ask Tim. <laughs> Someone a little quirkier, you know, like um, I don't know, you know, it, it's it's mm, like you didn't read Grim Hunt from Spider Man. Like that guy would be good. Is it something? Is it something like stylistic? It's a little more stylized, but oh, still, see, it would. I don't. Fit I don't read your ongoing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's Chris Somney. There you go. There you go. Okay, now I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so your your guy, he's he's undead. He is undead. Um, I, I I like the idea of him having the ability to go incorporeal. That's the only that and this hard to kill idea. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming chopping off his head or whatever, you know, w- would kill him. But you know, like that's just like regular bullets and things like that. I'm, I would imagine that they would hurt him, but they wouldn't kill him. Now, since uh, he's undead, does that mean that he doesn't utilize a secret identity at all? Correct. Yeah, um, with him, he 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 he's kind of like a. I hate to compare him to an existing hero, but he's kind of like Dead Man before Dead Man came back to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he does not have a secret identity. You know, he's dead. He had a funeral and all that. So you know, he, to to come back would you know just basically screw up his entire life or un, un life. Can he pose as a person? I mean, without his uh, his Calavera mask, can he you know can he pass as, as you know someone who's alive? Or does he look ghoulish? Yeah, he doesn't fucking stink, does he? No, he doesn't stink. <laughs> He's one of those fresh dead people. I don't want to ever ride in a car with him or anything. <laughs> he can ride in his own fantastic car. Um, <laughs> no, uh, as far as posing as a person, um, you know, I when I think about his character, I kind of think no. I, I kind of think that's one of the curses, you know, you know, the, the, uh, of his current state. Is that he? He can't pose as a person. You know, maybe maybe the Calavera look is not necessarily a painted look, but you know, something that actually happened to him. You know, so maybe I could bring in some Mexican folklore into his origin, that type of thing. I know you're kind of struggling with what kind of superpowers he might have, mm-hmm. but you know, as a dead person, is he like? And and I don't mean to be offensive, but is he, is he like retard strong? <laughs> I mean, is, is, you know, you usually see like zombies will have almost like stupid strength. Yeah. You know, I don't think of him as a super strong type guy, honestly. Okay. You know, I, I think of the incorporeal. I think of him being, you know, hard to kill, you know, kind of having some form of some form of invulnerability. But I don't see super strength, um, you know, and. As far as, you know, being able some type of weapon, I need to think of some type of weapon that he would use um, because I, I don't really like the idea of him, like, shooting any type of laser beams or shit sure. out of his hands or anything. Um, you know, just uh, he's, you know, I, I, you know, I, I honestly, it kind of came out from the idea of I wanted some type of incorporeal character, some guy sure. who could kind of go through walls, stuff like that. Um, you know, but he can be corporeal. You know, he, he can be solid if he wanted to be. Sure. So l- let me ask a few more questions. Now, you, you've used the term undead, so that, that, that sometimes brings some some other images to mind, such as, you know, a ghoul. Mm-hmm. Does, does he, ha- you know, you said he's not super strong, but does he have, like, claws or razor-sharp teeth, anything like that? 
I think what Aaron's getting at is that he's trying to figure out what manner of undead creature you've got on your hand. Like, what creature <laughs> subtype does does this guy fit? I mean, is he a zombie? Is he a ghost? Is he a ghoul? You know, he's kind of like he, he's more of a zombie. Okay, mm-hmm. let, let, I'm going to go with more of a zombie, but with ghost properties, ghost-like properties. Uh, so, I mean, you kind of which I guess would be a ghoul. Now, as far as claws, no, I'm not thinking claws. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he, he's just this tall, thin. You know, he, he's undead. He's he's got that look. Um, <laughs> I just envision him, when you say he's got that look. All of those commercials with uh, with the women doing the, you know, dyeing their hair and the music going on in the background. The she's got the look. <laughs> I envision your zombie character shaking his hair at the bad guys now. <laughs> there he goes. He's flipping his hair. Um, <laughs> the skull. No, the skull. Man, when, when you when you talk about this guy, I can't help but picture uh, Romeo from Boondock Saints too. Is anyone there with me on this? You're the only one who's seen Boondock Saints too. Sounds like. Are you serious? That movie's so good. Anyway, yep. still you. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Reference fail. You know what? Somebody <laughs> out there listening is laughing right now. Good on you, buddy. And, and you know who it is? It's you when you're listening to this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it is. But that still says I'm right. <laughs> Good on me. So, Good on you, Jonathan. So, Paul. Um, yes. Your guy doesn't have a secret identity. So no. what does he do all day? You know, when, and when, he, when he's not out there, you know, beating down on a bad guy, what's he doing? See, he's and a pinball really? wizard. <laughs> yeah, there he, go. he is the king of Kong. That's what he is. <laughs> no, I mean, and that, that's the thing. You know, this is kind of this has become his life. And, you know, he can you know, he still travels. You know, he he, he likes to see he, the world. <laughs> well, not like that kind of travel. You know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, his, I think his ability, you know, he likes to keep an eye on his family members, you know, without them knowing that he's around. Because that's not creepy at all. I don't know. He's like <laughs> hiding in the. He phases into the bathroom while they're showering. Hi, mom. <laughs> phases out. But be, even with his, even if they were to see him, I think because of his ghoulish appearance, they would not recognize him. That's okay. you know, if our superhero team were to be on television, it's not like his dad would be like, "Holy shit!" Does he even it's show Manny. up on television? Because he's all like ghost zombie. You, you've, you've mentioned he's got some some aspects of ghostliness as well as being a zombie. So you know, do you get some of those you know telltale signs that a ghost is around? Like, does the temperature drop when he walks into a room? That kind of thing. Yes, I'm going to go with yes because that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that would be good, and you know, that would be kind of one thing that would be. You know, cool visually, but at the same time, it's also a weakness because people you know, know you're in the room. Once you're familiar with him, yeah, you know, you, you can kind of suspect. You know, even, just because he can go incorporeal and, and hide behind things and you can't see him, yeah, you know, you, you can feel his presence. You know, just like you feel a paranormal presence. Um, you know, and, and that can, you know, that's that's kind of one of the drawbacks. So, do you like scare rotor or plumbers in your copious spare time, Paul? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. 
The same guy that just laughed at Jonathan's joke just laughed at my ghost hunter's joke. No. I appreciate that guy. <laughs> it's a different guy. One's <laughs> called Jonathan, one's called Tim. <laughs> Good on you. Guy, no. Paul, do you have anything else to share with us about the skull? Um, no. I, I mean, again, I it's kind of sad, but he's the one I had less fleshed out than the other one. Uh-huh. Uh, I had the, the, the martial artist fleshed out a little bit more. But, and then um, Jonathan took it? And then Jonathan Man, took I'm glad I up. got to go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still going to say my shit later. Okay. I'm just saying. Mm. So, it's going to be the Battle of the uh, Hong Kong Fooies. So, Tim? <laughs> Hold on a sec. Incorporeal cap- head chopped off would kill. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, the skull is down. <laughs> <laughs> now the skull fucking begins. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad we talked about that player versus player thing last time. <laughs> I want to take that dice. <laughs> I'd say Tip should make our villains, but I think he already is. <laughs> That's right. What is he to me? To me, my martial artist guy. He's gonna kick all your asses. <laughs> no, um, it's just gonna be a team of martial artists. A bunch of Asian martial artists. <laughs> yeah. Except for Wayne. Wayne's gonna be Afro Samurai. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. So, Jeremiah uh, Jer- Jer- Redfeather, aka the Coyote, uh, is part of the Ula Chichigo tribe. He received his power after um, he touched one of the tribal relics that was unburied. In a recent excavation of the um, the area that the Indians actually bought back, um, it was kind of like the scene from Chuck where he touched the staff and he got all the memories of um, past shaman kind of downloaded into his little brain. Ah, okay. um, he's he um, he's unsure of why. The grandfather thinks it was a link to some kind of mystic tribal defender that did it. Um, and the generally speaking, the ideas I had for him was Jeremiah, Jeremiah was kind of a, um, uh, he had been part of, uh, the military forces, just like his dad had been. His dad died in Gulf War One. Jeremiah went to Afghanistan. So he's been in the army. He served four years. He came back and he beca- basically became a drunk because he couldn't handle what he saw over there. And he kind of got a cush job because his grandpa is kind of a high mucky muck on the tribe as a security guard at their museum where he touched the tribal relic. And so, uh, as far as powers are concerned, I was definitely thinking of spell casting. I had this vision of this, like either ghost horse or ghost horse or like a dust horse, something like that, that, you know, he could, he could run around town in. And I had thoughts that maybe if I if I needed to make him a melee character, I could have some to- I could have some tomahawks or something. Um, so, I the supporting characters I had plotted out so far is he, he definitely has a grandfather. Um, like I said, he's kind of the grandfather's kind of high up in the tribe. Um, and I, my thought was he also had one of his uh, ex army buddies was also a uh, captain in the uh, RPD. RPD. The Rainsboro Police Department. Thank you. That's what I got so far. What about the Raccoon City Police Department? You know who was a member of that? Leon! Leon! Claire! <laughs> <laughs> Again, 
I don't know what the hell that means. <sighs> if it makes you feel better, Tim, I've got no clue either. Oh, Leon. Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody played Resident Evil 2? Man, that game was so good. No, not a big horror game fan. They, they should have remade that one the same way they did the first one, because, oh, that, that was awesome. Awesome. Tim, you said when he came back from the war, he was a drunk? Yeah. Now, when he came back from the war, uh, girlfriend, wife, you had mentioned uh, uh, one of the things that you wanted in the game was a love interest. So, is that... I hadn't... I hope, I, had, you, I hope you love Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't. I hadn't plotted that out. I figured he went in as kind of a bachelor because he didn't want to get attached if he was okay. going to go get killed like his dad did. So is he still a bachelor? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is kind of kind of fucked his life up pretty hard. Oh, okay. so he did, he didn't get the videotape like in Jarhead? I don't know what that means either. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, you're just va- like, I'm just a vacuum of nothingness, tonight, I guess. Tim, what have you watched recently? <laughs> yeah, let's reference those. I don't know. I'm I'm sandboxing. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh. So, how long has he been the coyote? Probably about a year. His grandfather keeps telling him he's a dumbass because he doesn't cast things right. Kind of like kind of like Wiccan from the Young Avengers. So he's gay too. No, he's not. He's not. Is, that why, <laughs> is that why he's a confirmed bachelor? No. Does does Grandpa refer to him as his fabulous grandson? No. No? Okay. So he hasn't found his so green man no. yet. I'll keep knocking him down. <laughs> um, is, uh, Can he shapeshift into a coyote? I haven't thought that far ahead. I think he should. As far as the spellcasting. Be- I don't know... See, that's the thing. I don't know what the power level is. I don't want to get too ridiculous with the manipulation powers. I was thinking that'd be cool, considering we talked about skinwalkers. But you're talking you're talking about like like Wolfsbane type type power. Like you're not gonna change. You're not Beast Boy, but like I was thinking like Wolfsbane level power. That's on the weekend. Well, and I was the other thing I was thinking was maybe a Raven form or something. I don't know. But it was just general spellcasting manipulation stuff too. So honestly, I was, you know, I I don't know, like I said, how powerful sure. it's going to be. But that's kind of what I was thinking. Cool. And I, I only have the one supporting character so far, so I could probably I could probably put the female love interest in there. Well, and that could always be something that's in game. I mean, I was just curious as to what his situation was coming in. At this point, that's what it is. Okay, Tim. Tim, I'll let you know my character's name as soon as I think of it. Just know, know, just know, you're going to be horny again in an hour. <laughs> and he, and I was thinking he was be kind of darker, just because he doesn't like this whole. He's kind of, he's kind of channeling the tribe anger mm-hmm. now, because he's kind of more attuned to his to the people because of this ridiculous power with this, you know, shaman type thing. So that's kind of why he doesn't really like other people. Okay, that are native. Anything else you want to tell us about him, Tim? Um, I don't know how much of a tights costume I want to do, but just in the spirit of things, I was thinking at least, you know, something that would be kind of blackish with maybe like a like a inset dark dark green. That was all I knew. Okay, that's idea one that nobody stole, and I'm happy. All right, <laughs> Jonathan. 
Hit us with your second idea. All right. My second dude, by day, he's a Catholic priest. Why well, I shouldn't even say by day. It's not like he only fights crime at night. All right. He's a Catholic priest, but he sort of has, like, the Thor thing going on where he's not actually the superhero. It's actually, like, sort of like a possession type thing. Mm-hmm. And he becomes possessed by an angel. But when he's in angel form, it doesn't it like it doesn't look like nice pictures of angels. It's like the actual Bible description of angels, like the terrifying creatures of wrath mm-hmm. and fire and scariness. <laughs> so uh, you know, he like he fights with like a flaming sword and. He's got the wings and impressive, scary stature. Yeah, and, and he also has—he's also has the ability to do like small mystical things, which he considers are faith-based. What else do you want from me? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did he uh, get this? How, how did he get hooked up with this angel? Uh. Chance. No, I mean I shouldn't say Chad, but like, pretty much, this priest was uh, was selected. Geek2geek.com. Is he? <laughs> is the is the priest particularly faithful? Is that why he was singled out for this? I mean, is this a is this an honor? No, I mean the priest isn't a very good priest. Okay. Uh, you know, uh. When I when I I mean he's a good guy like he's always been a good guy but he's never like one of those type of guys that you think is priestly like uh, uh, a character that comes to mind is like uh, Robert De Niro's character in Sleepers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're familiar with it. I am. Holla fucking Lulia. <laughs> <laughs> a reference somebody gets besides Paul. All right. <laughs> yeah. So you know more like that type where you know. He's drinking and, you know, things like that, you know, but like a lot of young people go to him for advice and and things like that. And there's no boy touching going on. (laughs) Not until he meets Tim. He is he is actually celibate. That's one thing he is good on. But like, you know, he obviously I mean, he's not completely pious, but uh but God has selected him to be his hand of justice. So is part of his his character dynamic is that he doesn't understand why God chose him for this? Hmm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go the other way around and he's egotistical. And of course he knows why God chose him because he's him. Oh, uh also unlike uh unlike Thor, like he has no control over it. So that uh, you know, like he can't like call upon the angel, like the angel just takes control. Right. So that's also part of the dynamic where he can't really you know, he struggles with that. Okay. And he also doesn't know what like he blacks out and things like that. So is he not aware of what the angel's doing when the angel's doing it? He just, you know, wakes up the next thing he's you know, wherever the angel drops him off? Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? I don't know. Do you have anything else to share? 
Do you have any other questions? That was my question. Do you have you anything like else to share? You had like 500 questions for Paul. Is this character concept not interesting enough? Maybe mine wasn't fleshed out enough as what he's getting at. Yours was way more fleshed out than mine. Like I'm very broad with my descriptions. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's a priest. Yeah. Is his family local? He doesn't have any family. Is he close with anybody in the church? Uh, not particularly. He's more of an outcast with the church. Does he no. like run the local soup kitchen? A lot of the members, especially the higher up you go, do not uh, do not really uh, approve of him. Okay, so maybe it's a it's a smaller church. It's not. Uh, no, it's not. That, like a, it's it's the it, gigantic church next to the college. Okay, so um, in the Catholic the, church, uh, yeah. priests are appointed. To their churches. So if he is not a popular guy and not a particularly good priest, why is he in the big church? Because he's well-loved by the uh, people of the church. The, what do so, you call So he's a popular priest? He popular is a po- priest. He's a popular priest, especially among the youth. Okay. Like he, he, brings, he brings in a youth so element a, to the it, church. So the, the – He's got an active youth program. Memberships growing because that's where all the kids want to be. Yeah, like and, and like his, you know, rather rather than you know be in the church doing priestly things, you know, he's out playing basketball with the kids and you know. Some would like that. some would say that's a priestly thing. Yeah, well, not 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 stereotypical evil Catholics. <laughs> you know, wow. you know what I'm talking about. We've all read stories and seen movies like, like the 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 hoity-toity type Catholic priest would not approve of like actually putting on like basketball shorts. So I'm kind of curious. This is is this a role that other people have taken on in the past? And does anyone know that he has this that he switches back and forth? Are you saying are, are there people who've had the angel in them before? Is that yeah. what you're asking? Yep. Good question. Yes, definitely. Uh, throughout history, there's been there's been people who've who've been who've been the host. So when the angel's done with you, do you return to a a you know done like you're no longer going to be the vessel? Is the vessel still usable? <laughs> you know, are, do you, does the does the angel leave you because you're broken and they need another vessel, or is it you know you you've performed your service and now it's time for somebody else to serve? Uh, who so, knows? So okay, so that's 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 a mystery maybe in the game. Yeah, it's it's a mystery as to you know I mean, like you could be still healthy, you could be an old man, you could be dead, like you know. Recorded history has shown that you know the angel comes and goes as the angel pleases. Okay, that's the whole thing. You're not you're not a willing participant in what's going right. on. Well, my question is is you know there I, I'm thinking of the character in Supernatural, you know who hosted the the angel. Oh, yeah. uh, that 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 Castiel. one. That one yeah. I don't get. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there, there's there's a, a character in Supernatural who who actually prayed, you know, to serve, and then you know he wound up being the host of the angel, and you know there was a, a 
conceit that he would only serve for a period of time. And so, you know, it, it would be interesting, you know, how your character would view it. Does he just think, shit, this is my life from here on out? Or is there a finite period of time that he's going to serve? And maybe he just doesn't know the answer to that. You know, he doesn't know, you know, what his situation is. And maybe part of his mystery is figuring out, you know, I know that I'm blacking out. So, you know, at first, is it just, am I drinking too much? You know, and then, you know, he, he starts finding angelic signs, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, how how does he know what he knows? If he's blacking out when the angel takes him, you know, how does he know what he knows? Or does he know? And that's not a question we have to answer right now, just something to, to ponderate. So, okay. Anything else, Jonathan? Um, I like chicken. Okay. All right. Wayne? <laughs> Alright, my second character is very different from my first. This guy is a stand-up comedian, kind of one of those uh, not famous ones at all, one that's not particularly good, but he thinks he's pretty good, so he works all of the clubs around town. And I haven't decided how he comes by his powers, but once he gets his powers, he decides, wouldn't it be fun to be a superhero? So the guy goes out, he's a high-energy character, he's bouncy, he's obnoxious, Power-wise, I'm picturing something kind of like Speedball, where he can bounce around from building to building, and you know has uh, is pretty much always constantly in motion. But he's also got—I don't want to say invulnerability, but I want him to basically be tough. So I mean, he's bouncing around. He can take a—he uh, can take a hit. He has a small level of super strength. Basically, think kind of like a Spider-Man or a Deadpool. Only his day job is stand-up comedian. And not a very good stand-up comedian. And not a very good one. So how did he get these abilities? That's the part I haven't decided yet. I don't know if I wanted to have been some sort of accident or, you know, I don't I don't think I want magic-based for him. Okay. I'm thinking some sort of scientific accident that maybe he was, uh, he was so poor because he's a poor... Maybe you know, he's, he smashed... He's a bad comedian. He smashed a radioactive melon on stage. I was thinking maybe he's such a bad <laughs> comedian that he couldn't afford rent one day. So he, he signed himself up for all of those trial drugs and the combination of multiple trial drugs that weren't really ready for market screwed with his genetics. Plus, you know, he was hard for over four hours. So <laughs> <laughs> I think how that looks in spandex. <laughs> <laughs> As a side well, note I here, think I would. As a this side is a character here, that would totally stuff too. Do you, do you guys know? Uh, do you guys know what what has to happen to rectify a four hour erection? Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't want to know. They puncture your penis. No. And and then <laughs> and then the and then the doctor takes it in both hands and wrings it like a sponge. No. Trying to get the blood out of it. No. Yeah, you know, no. and they have to do it one side at a time, actually. So it's not like just one puncture does it. Paul, they why does it sound like you're speaking from experience? I've heard. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I found out from people I know that work in the emergency room. Yeah, me too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I want it, I want it known to the DM that uh, I was not one trying to make him puke right now. <laughs> that's Connector just Benny. that's just horrible. And that never needs to happen. 
I just wish there was just one position at the hospital because I would totally sign up for it. Dick ringer. <laughs> like, just like, oh, that, they give I, me a pager. They just page me. When I think that's me. a volunteer position. Like a candy striper can do that. So you know. <laughs> I, I think that's Jonathan's third uh, character idea <laughs> yeah, right there. The ringer. <laughs> the ringer. <laughs> Early by day. <laughs> wrangling dicks by night anyone anyone can ring a dick but my special power is to make balloon animals out of it <laughs> Jesus, i'm just cringing here look a giraffe yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it, as he's ringing it it's making those balloon noises you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's one way to make sure that I don't bother you, John. <laughs> <laughs> the Ringer. You're not very funny comic. Um, does he have any family in town? Nope. Girlfriend? You know, I was kind of on and off about that. I'm not sure character-wise. Okay. I kind of like the idea of having one that he's really, you know, he's really bad with it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, uh, you know, he has a girlfriend, but he's constantly, constantly neglecting her, either because he's out trying to get himself a gig or because he's out doing the superhero thing. So he can't hold a girlfriend for very long. And he's also a really bad comedian, so he's not really too good on dates. His profession as not being a very good comedian is, is that what he uses to pay the bills or does he have a second job? Nope, that's what he uses to pay the bills. That's why he works any club he can possibly get booked at. So does he have an ongoing issue with, am I going to be able to make the rent? Yes, very much so. And what's his power now? I kind of pictured him, actually Spider-Man's probably a better thing to compare him to. I pictured him something a little bit like Speedball, though, where he's he's high energy, he bounces around a lot. But he has, uh, I want him to have super strength and a little bit of invulnerability. I don't mean like... I don't mean the full level of invulnerability, like yeah. you shoot a rocket launcher at the guy. So, I, do you, are you thinking maybe something like a kinetic-based power? Like, you know, uh, maybe he starts off with a certain amount of power, but as he takes a punch or he falls or something like that, he adds some of that force to his own ability. Yeah, something kind of like that, okay. and probably he gets a little more loopy in the head as he does it. Oh, okay. What is it with you and loopy guys? Well, no, the other guy was just crazy. This guy gets, just gets a little drunk while he's out there. So a little drunk on power? And not like... I mean, not like, crazy, not, not like you know, right. megalomaniac, but you know, the, the more kinetic energy he builds up, the more... Like, the more, the more energy he builds... Yeah, the more energy he builds, the more obnoxious he gets. Anything else about him? No, nope, that about covers it. Okay. Paulie? My next character is the alchemist. Um, the alchemist has the ability to turn any object he touches into gold. Um, and he can do this to his body as well. So he can become a being of pure gold, um, able to withstand like higher levels of heat and, you know, um, and, you know, like, uh, he can, he can take a hit. He can take he can take a, a you know, pretty big hit. Now it doesn't give him super strength. It's not like being pure gold makes him, you know, able to lift a fucking car or anything but he could get hit by a car and be fine um now obviously since he has the ability to turn anything into gold um you know he's filthy rich gold um, gold um 
but not just because of his powers, but because he's really smart. You know, he's got really high IQ, um, and he has made a living as CEO and founder of uh, – his name is Joseph Reck. The name of his company is Reck Industrial, uh, a manufacturer of gold-based technologies for both the home and military usage. Paul, does your company need someone to entertain at their next party? I know a mediocre comedian. <laughs> at the next bar mitzvah? Mikey Mason's in Florida right now. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sorry. The, they, uh, the company uh, do, does what? It does uh, uh, defense technologies? Gold-based technology for um, you know home equipment for home and military usage. So, what would be a gold-based technology? Fuck if I know. Okay, I'm just checking. I mean, I'm thinking copper wiring, like gold wiring. Well, I'm thinking about those gold coax cables. You know, actually, I was looking at one. I was, I was looking at one right now, and I was thinking about suggesting that a lot of audio equipment has gold-plated, you know, adapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, as far as home, I was thinking like stereo equipment. Now, does you know, he make it solid gold or is it just gold plated? Solid gold. Okay. My notes specifically state solid gold. And you can't <laughs> dispute Paul's notes. You can't. Does so he ride around in a solid shit. gold limo? <laughs> Only if he wants to. <laughs> you know, I love this idea because I just envisioned Paul's character out doing the whole superhero fight, grabbing like a trash can lid and making it gold and hitting the guy. And then uh, my obnoxious comedian character jumps down and grabs a trash can lid and jumps off with it. This is uh, good. I, uh, I, think that, I think that the homeless follow his character around. Well, and don't you think that the, that the price of gold just really drops when he's in town? <laughs> That's too much logic for a comic. Yeah. I, I would imagine that other people are not aware of his abilities. You know, his super <laughs> friends are. Um, but uh, I, I would say, you know, the general populace is not aware that Wreck Industrial, uh, you know, it now, is based out of a guy who can make the, shit out of the gold that he makes. Does it last forever? He can change it back, but otherwise, it, yes, it does last forever. Because that'd be weird if he sold gold shit and then. And literally, like, gold shit. And then, like, it just turned to regular shit later. That'd be be mean. (laughs) So, Paul, you you said that he could change himself into, you know, a gold man. Now, gold's a soft metal. You know, I thought about that. And Um, and so my question is, is, you know, he obviously being made of, of a metal, he can take a punch. But does he, like, you know, get dents and whatnot in him? I'm wondering. No. Yeah, I would say yes. Okay. Um, you know, but you know, the dents are dents to the gold. They're not going to like dent his innards or anything like that. Because you know, he's when he returns to normal, he's uh, back and back to normal. Correct. So, so if okay, so let me ask this question: If his arm gets shot off in a fight as he's uh, being gold medal man, when he reverts back to normal, does his arm is his arm severed or is, is his arm back on? His arm is severed. Um, you know, he, he can't make gold out of nothing. You know, he, he can, you know, trade a, a spe- like if I were to pick up a cell phone, I couldn't make it into he couldn't make it into a gold car. 
he can make it into a gold cell phone. You know, so you know, if if a piece of the cell phone was missing or a piece of his body were missing, he would not be able to regenerate it when he turned back to But he could keep that arm gold and then like hang it in this wall. <laughs> <laughs> hang it from his truck. And just be like, that's my gold arm. <laughs> but uh, there is the ability, uh, I'm just throwing this shit out there, to weld the arm back on uh-huh. and then turn himself back. And that's in theory. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> he hasn't tried it yet, but it could work. Okay. <laughs> um, now, Paul, I don't think you were thinking comic book enough here. That you don't think so? That dude's last name is Rex, not Goldman. And he Rick, could go R E C K. And he could go up against his arch nemesis Silverman. <laughs> I guess I was not thinking that way. You're right, but I was thinking our team might need a bankroll somewhere and a piss poor comedian, a dead guy, <laughs> <laughs> a drunk Indian, <laughs> and, a, and a Catholic priest aren't. Whoa! Really and now hold on. I'm a Catholic priest. So I got. I got bank. <laughs> Because who do you think's handling the offertory plate? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> okay, anything else on uh, the alchemist, Paul? No, that is all I have for the alchemist. Okay. And so, Tim. I goddamn quit. <laughs> Son of a... Okay. I'm, Did we I steal have, another I have, idea? I have, a, I have a third idea, but let me read you the one that's already been all taken. <laughs> All right, so Quan uh, Lee Win, uh, aka Tsunami, uh, is a martial arts uh, master. Um, he was uh, he he grew up in Rainsboro as a as kind of a, a, a street urchin. Um, his parents died in a fire. Uh, he got taken in by um, one of the one of the locals, an, an elderly man who saw something in Quan um, that he wanted to help train. And so when Quan was 11, um, this man sent him to China to, to study under the masters. And so Quan has, has trained under um, seven of the, of the, of the leading uh, martial arts masters in China. And when he was there, he awakened the power of um, – uh, it's kind of like Bishop's power of uh, – kineticism that Wayne already has but um, basically the thought was uh, Tsunami would be kind of a scrapper. He'd run in there, he'd try to get hit and he'd, tr- he'd try to redirect the kinetic energy back. Um, my thought was that you know that power would build up as, as time went on in a fight much like was already taken by Wayne. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I, my thought was he would also live in the Chinese district much like Jonathan's character. So, that's Quan Lee Win. He just seems very derivative. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> sounds I, like, I sounds like uh, Quan Lee fail to me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's a good idea we didn't let Tim go first, or two of us would have had characters stolen. Three. Three. I'm, I'm, I'm swapping out my third character for a different one. Though. I'm glad I took the bullet for you. I didn't know we were supposed to have a third character, so I had to make up one while you guys were talking. I'm going before. Well, I John. was doing that as you were talking about your martial arts master, Jonathan. My God, like, oh, I ain't gonna work. 
And then mm-hmm. Aaron's like, hey, Wayne, why don't you take Tim's power, too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you have any questions, Aaron, because more than likely, if I'm allowed to play Quan Lee, then two people are going to get effed. So, yeah, I'll just take the bullet for the team. I'll Often scalp day. somebody later or something. I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> you crack me up, Tim. Uh, yeah, Quan just Lee riot. fail. I kind I, I kind of <laughs> like Quan Lee win because it's it's really hard to kill hostages with your fists if you're far away. It's much easier to machine gun them down. Hostages or you know possessed people. Oh wait, by the way, my priest character gets possessed. <laughs> <laughs> Is he like insta kill? <laughs> First time. First. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to tell you there, uh, Captain. <laughs> Other than bang. <laughs> Tomahawk to the face. All right. Well, Tim, would you like to go first in the third round? No, because I need a little more time. Okay. Nobody's well, going to steal what I'm going to do anyways. Well, so. maybe not. <laughs> so, uh, okay, well, I think so, huh? And, okay. So, Jonathan, what you got? All right. This last guy, he's more of a Green Hornet type. Uh, well, sort of Green Hornet mixed with Batman. More or less. Um, because he, he's more of like a gadgeteer type guy. Uh, and uh, he's a private detective. You know, that's that's where he gets uh, his most of his uh, workload. Uh-huh. Uh, but for the, uh, for the tough jobs that aren't just like, oh, I think my wife's cheating on me or whatever. But for like the, the really seedy stuff, that's when he dons the costume and and pulls out all the stops. Uh, his technology and things like that, he actually get uh, from his best friend, who is a lead developer for uh, Aztec, a, a big uh, uh, technology company. <laughs> I don't know what that industry is called. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's where he gets his uh, his gadgets and and things like that. You know what? Maybe he could work for Rec Industries. Just saying. You know, I was thinking about that at first, but then I was like, he's not going to use all gold based technologies. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he gets it from from a competitive company, Aztec. <laughs> Silverman. <laughs> yeah, run by Silverman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and there's there's there is intrigue there with with the fact that Aztec uh, is run by Silverman, the arch nemesis of of Goldman. <laughs> okay, anything else about him, Jonathan? Do you have any questions, Aaron? I'm much better at answering questions I, than filling out details. I just asked the question because when you ask questions, uh huh, I never have these things planned out. But when you ask me questions. I make them up on the spot. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> well, it just seems like a lot of work on my part. So your questions help me make my character. <laughs> okay, so he's he's a green hornet type. So he he's human, no special powers, and and uses gadgets, right? Yeah. So you know, you say he gets his gadgets from an external source. So does he have the ability to service the gadgets, or if a, if something breaks in the field, is he screwed? No, his yeah, his buddy's got to take care of that. Like he's not very he's not very technically sound. His, so he's he's not a handy guy. 
I mean, he's a smart guy, but not when it comes – like he can use the technology, yeah. but he has no idea how it works. Okay. He just knows how to use it. And uh, But his intelligence more comes from you know, his uh, powers of observation, deduction. I watched Sherlock Holmes recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, – and uh, he, you know, he. Uh, so, and he also has a, a great knowledge of uh, of history and things like that uh, that he uh, that he pulls from. Okay, um, how long has he been doing this? Seventy years now. Uh, uh, not very long, I would say. You know, maybe within the within the last few years. I mean, he's been a private detective for a while, but mm-hmm. but he's but, he's been putting on a mask and running around at night for how long? Uh, let's say yeah, a few years. Okay. So I mean, what's that? What's that? Thirty six issues. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, people are semi aware of him in town then. Uh, yes and no, because he never saw – like he typically doesn't solve the case as him. Uh, they'd be more oh, okay. aware of him – like they'd be more aware of him in uh, group situations with like – where like he's with his his super friends. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but, but it, you so know, when, but, when he solves a case as, as – when he does the hard work at, at, in his mask, does he then pop in as his private detective self to solve the case? Correct. Okay. That's yeah, and so that's uh, that's how he takes care of that. You know, that's in his own ongoing. Okay. Uh, and doesn't is, really apply to the team stuff. And does he feel conflicted at all about earning a paycheck as a private detective uh, and doing superhero work at the same time? Well, no, because it's better than earning a paycheck doing supervillain work, wouldn't you say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the if the villains get funds, he's got to get funds too. Sure, sure. Um, so and besides, he's, besides the most of the people who pay him are like, you know, corporations and stuff, investigations, things like that. So, I mean, so, for those big time cases. So, d- does he actually have like a, a strong clientele? Is he, is he a a successful businessman? Do people seek him out because of how good he is, or do people seek him out because he's affordable? Uh, I would say he's about as successful as like the, a Harry Dresden type. Okay, so Harry Dresden in his first book, or Harry Dresden in his, you know, one of his latter books. Uh, I would say closer to the latter books. Okay, so sometimes he, I so mean it, it depends on it depends on the case because sure. he will take a case from a organization that he knows is corrupt to solve the case. You know, if if uh, if one if one villainous organization is stealing from another villainous organization, and one hires him, like as the private detective, not the superhero, right? He will take the job in order to to write to to get more crime off the streets, essentially. Okay. And uh, you know, he will do that, but he won't do anything. Like he won't he won't uh, go along with any job that he feels is wrong and he does back out of back out of contracts not at the time that he gets them like he'll agree like oh yeah i'm gonna do this but he will do the right thing when it it comes down to it 
Do you know what I'm saying there? I did do. I explain that correctly? Okay. I do. So I'm, I'm jotting down that he has a, an established clientele that, you know, he's got a good name. and Yeah, pe- people know to go, go to him. And specifically where he gets a lot of his work is people go to him when they don't want to go to the police for something. Uh-huh. And so there you go. Okay. Um, does he have family, girlfriend, wife, anything like that? Um, he's had a, a couple uh, relationships off and on in the thirty-six issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his latest one is a, a result of the last one not being well received by the readers. <laughs> uh huh. Right. So, you know, because she came off in the writing, and you know. It, like I don't blame the writer, but she came off as kind of a bitch. So, you know, they got they got this new one in that's you know more down to earth and uh, does not know about his secret identity uh, and is hot. But I mean, I you know you gotta credit the penciler for that. Oh yeah. All right. Anything else? Who's the penciler? Ask him. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, the whoever does the artwork for Uncanny X Men that uses uh, the actual not not the not the Dobsons, Greg Land, the the one that shares the pencils with the Dobsons that uh, that uses real life porn stars for for all female characters. Is that Greg Land? Is it? Wait, no. Know. Greg Land did. Uh... Man, what was he? He drew something during Second Coming. Maybe it was Uncanny X Men. Well, I mean, this this artist was was on before Second Coming. Yeah, well, I mean, he. I don't know. Greg Land did that Phoenix book, War Song. All right. Uh, his his pencils are often been criticized as being sexist because, you know, the chicks all look stunning, but that's because he uses real life models and just. Draws them. I think you're talking about Greg Land. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, Wayne. Okay. Next character is a, for his day job, he's a geneticist. He works in the the area of the town that we've described as the super science area that has all this business. He works in one of those labs. And he basically has, over the course of the time working there, as he's examined superhero and supervillain DNA, he's been reverse engineering and giving himself the powers that they have. So when there's a big superhero, when there's a superhero battle, he'll try to show up so he can get some of the blood to track it back and try to give himself powers. Naturally, it doesn't work if they have technology-based powers or if they have magic-based or something. But he's gradually been giving himself you know, lesser versions of the powers that they have. He can't seem to completely crack their power most of the time. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that's basically what he's doing. I mean, for his day job, he is just a geneticist. He's, he's a scientist, makes good money, has a very nice apartment and is secretly doing this on the side. Uh, character wise, he is, he has an ex wife who is a superhero as well. She's also worked for the same company, but she used technology instead of genetics for her powers. She basically has some gravity controlling power, some devices like a uh, she has a belt that lets her fly and a few other gravity related things. 
I think that pretty much covers it. Okay, so... uh, And her name is Gravitanya. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I like it. (laughs) So... um, does he currently has he been has he been successful in harvesting some of these powers? Yeah, what I have in mind for him right now, power level wise, is a much much weaker version of Superman when he first showed up. He has super leaping, super strength, super speed, but not extreme levels of any of it. Basically, he's better than Human Perfection, but he's not he's not Superman. Okay. Um. During the course of the game, I would hope he'd get a chance as we level up if we do character advancement. I would give him different powers that are nothing like the ones he currently has. Like maybe if we fight somebody that has like laser eye beams, he would, you know, he'd try to gain their powers, things like that. Mm -hmm. At the moment, though, he doesn't have anything particularly out of the ordinary, just the stereotypical speed, strength, invulnerability, things like that. Okay. Now, you said he has an ex-wife. Um, is there anybody at home, or is he kind of solitary? He's solitary now. Like I said, he has a great big apartment that he typically spends time alone in. He has the uh, the stereotypical secret lab, where if you go to the right book and you pull these books out in order, it slides open, and he's got the, the lab behind the... Uh, you know, like his crime <laughs> lab slash genetics lab behind the wall. With his costume hanging up in a corner. Now, what motivates him to be a superhero? You know, he, he's he's out there secretly harvesting powers, and he's out doing superhero-y things. What's his motivation there? He can he basically he sees that the city is falling apart, and uh, you know he mostly blames that on the the prison across the the island, and he wants to do what he can to help his city kind of a uh, he's patriotic to the city it's the city's very important to him he grew up in the slums and built his way up to where he is he put himself through college and got a uh, got a good job was able to pay off all of his loans and he's very grateful to where he came from and wants to give something back to it he's paying back the city he loves anything else Nope, I haven't really decided on the wife or the divorce of the wife either one of the things I kicked around was having him be like a super are having her be a super conservative character and she was offended by the genetic research thought it was you know a crime against god <laughs> and that's and that was caused a rift between the two of them oh she totally voted for bush both times it, it and you know he as you describe him you know and he's kind of harvesting super superpowers and he's doing it in secret is he a little addicted to it probably He's the most stable out of the three characters that I've described. You know, he's the one that can hold a day job mm-hmm. and actually has a day job. But yeah, he probably he gets a kick out of the adrenaline. I mean, he spends all of his day, you know, in a lab doing the, uh, you know, the boring technical stuff. And then when he's not at work, he gets to go out and beat up bad guys and jump around the city. So yeah, there's probably a bit of an addiction to it. Okay. All right. Anything else? Yep, that should cover it. Paul. Alright. Um, the name of my next character is Hair Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, her name is Betty Bogdanovich. And she was born wealthy. And, you know, rather than living this life of just 
pure lazy bliss. You know, she she it was a child genius, or I guess it's still a genius. Um, so what she did is she invented a non-living matter teleportation device. Um, the only catch was that the other end would have to have a teleportation device as well. And so what she was trying to do for years was discover a free landing teleportation device that would transport objects to any location. Um, and she became frustrated when she, the attempts to teleport objects not only found that the objects were not where she wanted them to be, but nowhere. She couldn't find them anywhere. Um, so in, a, in an attempt to discover where the objects were being teleported to, she teleported herself. Um, now, because of this incident, she, you know, she, she gained the powers to constantly be in two places at the same time. Um, one in a solid state of solidity, the other in a state of future rest. Um, so, huh? kind of throwing it out there. Has, has anybody seen Chronicles of Riddick? Yes. Yes. You yeah. know, the, the, like the main villain at the end, how he could, like, how you could see where he was going to be before he went there? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, like, she's solid and in the other place at the same time in a state of, like I said, future arrest. So you can see where she's going to be, you know, before she's there. You know, like this instant transportation. Um, So just to kind of explain a little bit, what it means is that she has the ability to teleport to and from wherever she wants as long as she has been to or can see the other location and can imagine it. Uh, it gives the impression of super speed um, as she can teleport at will from the front of a villain to behind the villain and back again. So, you know, they, they kind of think, you know, everyone thinks she's like super fast, but it's really just teleportation at the speed of will. Um, now, because she has trouble controlling the power, uh, the alchemist, look, I incorporated him in, um, he has designed a suit that helps keep her solid. Um, as she's been known to let her mind wander, completely jumping places without even consciously thinking of them. Um, the suit keeps her in a solid state, and she presses a small button hidden in the palm of the suit that allows her to that allows the suit to vent, uh, basically losing her solid state and transporting her from one place to another. Um, in addition, she carries six shooters on her waist, um, and she's not a killer, but she'll use them to incapacitate foes since she doesn't have super strength. <clears throat> I'm not a killer, but I'm going to blow your kneecaps out. It's going to hurt a whole lot. A whole lot. You know, that reminds me of old old comics I used to read about City of Heroes, the web comics, where they'd have a, uh, a character as a fire blaster throwing flaming balls at someone. And in other characters, like, you just killed that guy. No, I arrested him. You burned him <laughs> to a crisp. He's a pile of char. No, I arrested him. <laughs> <clears throat> she shoots to wound, not to kill. But she doesn't have super power. I mean, she doesn't have super strength, you know. She, but she does has this have this power, and she'll wound them right between the eyes. Yep. <laughs> so she, <clears throat> this special suit is it made out of gold? Gold based technology, but the entire suit is not made out of gold. <laughs> gold based technology. I'm using <laughs> my comic- super gold based technology. Gold-based technology powers go! Like that? Why you gotta mock my shit? You didn't mock anybody <laughs> else's character. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's, a dick mover. It's, it's, uh, it's goldanium. Goldanium. There you go. 
And I'm sure there's a secret button somewhere that destroys all the gold dadium that was created just by your characters. Maybe. We'll find out in issue six. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Hair Trigger, how long has she been this way? She has been this way for about five years. I'm going to go with five years. Um, She's still pretty young. Um, you know, she, she invented the teleportation device at like 13. Um, so she's only like 18 right now. Okay. Ooh, young. (laughs) Can she still have a white wedding or? You know what? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. (laughs) Jonathan likes a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. So how did she meet the alchemist? Because of um, her her skills, her you know the, the the teleportation device, her experiments caught the attention of the alchemist. You know uh, to use as technology in his company, and you know when he he discovered her, you know he he realized that she was having these issues with you know not having a solid state. Um, you know perhaps it perhaps it happened around the same time. Um, you know, that she tested this experiment, you know, around the same time that he became interested in the experiment uh, and in her skills. And, you know, since then, he has worked to give her this suit sure. and, you know, let her live as normal a life as she possibly can. So are her par- parents around? Her parents are around um, and she does live with them. It's going to make life a little bit harder on you, Jonathan. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> she has a curfew. Well, she's 18. She can stay out late. Luckily, most of my characters have their own places aside yeah, from the priest. But it's rough when you got to do it at your own place, though, because then you got to get make them leave. You know, that's always the harder part. It's always best if you can do it there. Leave it to Paul to play the hot chick, <laughs> y'all. That's how it works. I'm I'm actually I'm actually surprised, Paul. Your first role playing game, and you're throwing out a female character. That's uh, that's some advanced shit right there. I liked the idea of the character, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Since I couldn't use my kung fu idea, man, I love how I just ixnade everyone's kung fu idea, even though I have two other concepts. Maybe I'll play one of those, and then you'll be fucked. I didn't have a kung fu idea. Good on you, Wayne. So, Paul, anything else on hair trigger? Uh, no, that's all I have on her right now. Okay, she's a furry with machine guns. That's the suit. It's a <laughs> rabbit suit. <laughs> Tim. Um, the last character concept I had was uh, Shannon McElroy, uh, superhero named Eclipse. Um, Shannon grew up in a neighborhood that was um, more of the the Irish immigrants area. So you know, there's part of the Central City type area that was you know kind of immigrated, you know. And um, what happened was that um, her dad um, owned a bar. And he decided that uh, she was going to actually go to law school. She finished up law school, and uh, as she had gotten a job at one of the local firms, uh, what happened was um, one of the major bike gangs called the the Razorbacks ended up killing her dad and her brother um, and burning down the bar. So, uh, you know, Shannon helped help try the case, even though she was just knew she wasn't like head the head lawyer or anything but she did a lot of the a lot of the casework a lot of the, the paralegal stuff and when the head of the razorbacks was found innocent um she kind of lost her mind a little bit 
she kept uh, hoping that there was some way that she could um, make them suffer. And um, what ended up happening was she answered a um, she answered a call to one of the lo- from one of the local tech um, companies in the area, which we could even make gold based technologies or whatever. But gold based um, technology, go! <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, you know, kind of work on some experiments. Um, it was pretty vague, and she wasn't sure. But, um, you know, she had seen some of these supervillains flying around, and she and superheroes flying around. She thought maybe she could use that to her advantage. Uh, she signed up for the experiments. It looked like the experiments actually killed her. So, um, you know, when they shipped her away um, in the morgue, she. Uh, she awoke and she found she did have powers. Um, the powers were she could harness the gravitational pull from the moon to the earth. So what that means is that um, she can harness that that the power of the gravitational pull into into punches and and fighting and stuff like that. She also found that by um, playing with the gravitational line, she could also fly. Um, and that's the hence the name Eclipse. Um, the company that helped make her isn't 100% sure that's her because they kind of used her for like three or four different tests without kind of telling her. So they weren't sure what the hell was going to happen. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a candy dish at a, at a drug party. So they weren't <laughs> sure. Uh, Shannon does have one uncle um, that's still alive, Uncle Roy, uh, who lives back in the old neighborhood. And she also has this um, bike gang that she um, loves to terrorize when she gets a chance. The biker gang killed her father, killed her brother, burned down the bar. Did she ever rebuild the bar? Um, Uncle Roy's talking about rebuilding the bar. She wants to make sure the Razorbacks are out of there. She doesn't want to have to rebuild it and then have it torn down again. So how long has she been Eclipse? Probably about six months. So if she's been eclipsed for six months, why is the biker gang still around? Um, they've kind of they kind of have a habit of going to ground. Okay. So it's much like the the IRA where they're splinter cells. You're not they're not 100 percent sure that they're where you know where the rest of them are kind of. So even okay. though they're a biker gang, they don't really ha- they don't really like fly flags, but they do have bikes. So unless you want to take down every every clown with a Harley in town, she'd be kind of screwed. Okay. Every clown with a Harley in town. <laughs> Rhymes. <laughs> so she's got a a pretty big hard on for for the biker gang. Is would you yeah, would you if characterize she gets a chance it? Chance to take them down, she will. And I mean, is she? Is there a is there a risk that she'd go over the line? Um, with the with the one in charge that actually got out, that got off, yeah. Okay. Boo. Like so much. What's that? What was the boo for? I thought this character wasn't going to kill. It's a question. And- you never know. She might surprise you. I mean, it's a chick. I mean, come on. Well, then, of course, she's going to kill. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Of killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was insinuating that chicks were weak, but at the same time, they let their emotions control them. So. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 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 Just like Tim. 
Whatever. <laughs> you know how much power it takes to make tidal waves around the world? Kiss my ass. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Tim? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. So each of you has thrown out three characters. Paul, I'm sorry, let me start in order. Jonathan, of your three, which one is your favorite? Oh, man, that's, that's tough because I like all of them. Mm-hmm. I would much rather ask you uh, have you asked me what's my favorite out of everyone else's. <laughs> well, and, and we are going to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, 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 of – in fact, let's let's go that direction first, and then we'll come back and ask you which is your favorite. Okay? Okay. So um, Jonathan. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to start in reverse order. Never mind. So okay. Hold your water. Uh, Tim. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, yeah. can we do a brief one-sentence summary of everybody's characters? Because we, we've described 12 characters. Yes. Would you, would you like me to? Sure. Okay. Would you like me to do that? If you Please. could, okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do them. I'm gonna do them clustered. So it'll be Jonathan's, all three of his, Wayne's, all three of his, etc. So Jonathan's characters. Um, he had his Asian martial artist who uh, he put fear in the hearts of gang members. He ha- he's a family man, ha- has family to protect there, and is based in the uh, little Asia town that we have there. Uh, his second character is a priest by day and angel by night. And then his third character is a green hornet type, you know, great detective, gadgeteer, that kind of thing. Those were Jonathan's. Wayne's characters were uh, uh, a, a character who idealized uh, or idolized supers as a child. Not really sure where he got his powers, but he's, he's not even sure if he even has powers, but he's kind of a Batman sort of, uh, you know, enhanced human uh, or human at the top of his game. He uh, won't cross the line, but he does have a temper. He, he was in the hospital and woke up in his costume, makes his gadgets himself, but, you know, had a breakdown. And uh, prior to his breakdown, he was an IT guy. Um, his second character is a Spider-Man slash Speedball kind of character. Uh, this was the uh, unsuccessful comic or the not very good stand-up comic who, um, in order to pay the rent, went and visited a number of the Let Us Experiment on You for a Day kind of uh, uh, projects and wound up with these uh, kinetic-based powers. Um, and then his third character was his super scientist geneticist who harvests the powers of others. Paul's three characters include the skull, who is undead and has one of those Day of the Dead kind of skulls. And uh, he can become incorporeal. He's tall. He's thin. He uh, uh, is dead full time. <laughs> he doesn't get to, get to have a secret ID. Um, his second character is the alchemist, who turns things to gold, and, including his dork. His third character is Hair Trigger, who um, can be in two places at one time. You know, young woman who uh, uses six shooters but doesn't use them to kill. And then Tim's three characters are – and actually Tim has two characters. Actually three characters, sorry. Tim has the coyote who is a Native American-based character who uh, received his powers from a tribal relic. He doesn't know why. But he's able to cast some spells, perhaps do some shape-shifting, etc. He uh, recently returned from the war and uh, became a drunk 
and uh, now he's a superhero and maybe is doing a little atoning for his past poor behavior. His second character was uh, Quan Li Nguyen, and just reference uh, Jonathan's first character for the rest of him. And then uh, <laughs> Tim's third <laughs> Tim's third character is Eclipse who is an Irish woman whose uh, father and brother were killed by a biker gang. Their bar was burned down. And now, um, after uh, participating in some super scientist experiments, has gained the powers of gravity, controlling the Earth and the moon, and uh, being able to have enhanced lunar strength and enhanced moon-like flying. Um, and she's got a hard-on for the, for the biker gang. And those are the characters that were proposed this evening. Now, is is Eclipse the super scientist Genesis' wife? No, but it's a coincidence. Uh, it's a, I, uh, I think I do it's like more the, than coincidence. I think it's fate. Actually, I like the idea that when Eclipse was being experimented on, or no, Eclipse was yeah, when Eclipse was being experimented on, that I was the one that was doing it, and that that's what caused the divorce, was the, uh, the now ex-wife found out that I had killed this girl experimenting on her. Okay. Wait, so, is she dead? Did I miss something? Why is she dead? Well, they no, thought he, she was dead. She thought they thought she was dead, but like she kind of woke up in the morgue. Gotcha. See, I listened to you, Tim. <laughs> so yeah, Tim, me too. So Tim, of the characters Jonathan proposed, which is your favorite? Oh, that's easy. That's the priest. Hands down, he he sounds he sounds really cool. He sounds like a a guy that's just trying to do the right thing. But this this you know his his day job is interfering because he's connected with God and God's giving him this angel to fight through. But every time this dude shows up, it f's his life. I kind of like that idea. And of Wayne's characters, which of his do you prefer? Um, I kind of like the unsuccessful comic. I thought that was kind of funny. So he's he's adventuring, and then it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, Wayne, you got like a shut off notice. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <coughs> Go over to his apartment, and sit on a rubber chicken or something. And of uh, Paul's characters, which do you prefer? You know, I like I like a lot of Paul's characters. Um, I, I don't like the guy that's all gold. So, if I had to pick between the skull and hair trigger, I think I would choose hair trigger. By a lot of Paul's character, he, was, he means two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, Paul. Yes? Um, which of Jonathan's characters do you prefer? I like the uh, the the – I'm going to have to go with Tim's answer on this one too. And like the priest by day and angel by night. Okay. Um, and, I, I like the, the concept. And of Wayne's characters, which did you prefer? I like... Hmm. I'm trying to decide which one I like more. I, I like the guy who idolized the supers and got the powers, mm-hmm. um, who has a temper, but he won't kill. Kind of reminds me a little bit of how Thor was in the Ultimate Universe before they revealed he actually was Thor. Okay. And of Tim's characters? Uh, I like, out of Tim's characters, 
I like Eclipse. Okay. Uh, I, I like you know I like that story. All right. And Wayne <clears throat> of Jonathan's characters. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the priest for the first one too. Okay. I like like uh, Paul you know, said. I like the this, idea of this is a this is amazing because I spent a lot of time thinking about the martial arts, and I thought about the angel like jerking off in the shower before we start recording. Yeah. <laughs> the Godcast. Yeah. God, the God show. <laughs> See, I like the uncontrollable nature of it, so you could be doing anything. The priest could just be walking down the street, and boom, he's an angel. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Wayne of uh, Paul's characters... I like Hair Trigger a lot. I like the I like the concept. I like the idea of Paul trying to play an eighteen year old girl. I think that could be fun as well. Let me tell you, Paul does but that I, all the time. I love the idea of Paul playing with an eighteen year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Tim, what do you what? Uh, what's yeah. your Tim's characters? I'm actually torn. I really like the Coyote idea, and I also really like Eclipse. I uh, I love the whole backstory of Eclipse with the the bar burning down and I love the powers for it, mm-hmm. but I also love the powers and the backstory for Coyote. I'm gonna say I'm leaning towards Eclipse, but to be honest, I love I love them both equally. I think they're both great concepts. You, but you I'll vote for I'll vote for Eclipse. Okay. And Jonathan of Wayne's characters, which do you prefer? Hmm. Well, I think uh, I think for me, hands down, the uh, Spider-Man slash Speedball unsuccessful comic. It's it's the one that I was able to wrap my mind around the best. Yeah. Like when when he first started describing the super scientist genetist, I'm like, this sounds like a villain. <laughs> like he's going around harvesting genetics from supers, and he's gonna. Use it for his ultimate weapon. Yeah, but, it, does, uh, it does seem a little morally ambiguous, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And Actually, uh, the story I originally pulled it from, when the character was doing that, it was because he had fallen from grace. He had been a big superhero that had failed utterly and was now disgraced. And that was the low point in his career was when he's doing this because he's obsessed with getting more powerful. So the, the, the Spider-Man slash Speedball seems the most heroic and also the one that's most likely to wear bright tights. <laughs> Definitely bright reds and blues is what I have in mind. And I uh, like it. And of Paul's Paul's characters. All right. First we've got the skull, which again, I'm <laughs> like Paul's creating a villain. <laughs> <laughs> all I could picture all I could picture for this guy was like like a like nemesis from Resident Evil, only he doesn't crash through walls; he phases through them. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I get the reference. <laughs> um, the Alchemist. Yeah, I I do really like the Alchemist, um, but not as much as Hair Trigger. And you know, I mean, maybe maybe we'll get some female readers. So, <laughs> so you're voting for hair trigger? Hair trigger, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, well, not okay. I'm getting. It was getting ready to ask you about uh, Tim. 
All right. I was most surprised tonight to find out that it was a tough choice between Wayne's characters, and I love all three of Tim's. Because we brushed over his his Asian guy, not exactly the same as my Asian guy. That whole backstory where he was trained by Chinese masters and shit, like really I do like that. Yeah, really cool stuff. The coyote, like you know, he adds a little bit of ethnicity to the to the team, as well as you know, adding <clears throat> mystical elements. That's really cool. You know, and uh, I mean, who doesn't like Irish chicks? <laughs> you know, and I I like the gravity powers as well. Um, this this is a really tough choice. Um, what are you gonna do? Um, I you know I'm gonna have to go with the coyote. The coyote. I, just, I really like 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 the mysticism and stuff. It, like, it's just uh, yeah. I'm mean, gonna have to go with the coyote. Okay. Tim Tim made it hard on us. He brought his A game with all. He really did bring his yeah. A game with this concept. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm kind of switching back and forth between Quan Lee Wen now. <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> Can't change your vote. I'm sorry. So Tim. Whatever. So Tim, you've received. Well, Aaron, don't you get to vote on these guys? Uh, hold on. Calm down. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> you had um, three really strong characters. And you know, I, I think you felt like your uh, your Quan Lee Wen was off the board because of what Jonathan put down. But it sounds like everybody really liked all three of yours. Now the voting came in as uh, preferences for Eclipse uh, at two and the Coyote for one. What's your preference? I don't have a preference. Well, let me ask you. You led with the Coyote. You know, when when you came out with your first one, was there a reason that you led with the coyote? I always thought it would be cool to play a Native American kind of Doctor Strange character. Mm-hmm. I I, I like that idea, kind of like Shaman from Alpha Flight, only not as lame. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and when we were talking about the Native American tribe, I was like, I so want to be part of that if I if I can work it out. Uh huh. So. That's kind of when we were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then he could, you know, do that or whatever. So um, hearing what your friends have said about uh-huh. the, your, your characters, do you have a preference? Are you leaning one way or the other? Uh, it doesn't. I'm not leaning any. I'm not leaning one way or the other. I'd kind of like to hear what you have to say. I'd kind of like to see. <clears throat> Who's going to cover certain aspects? Kind of like D and D, where you're like, okay, who's healing? Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. Like, who's tanking? Who's DPS? Who right. is covering the other? You know. So yeah. I mean, I would be happy playing any of those three. I, I like the I, the coyote was the guy I had in mind originally, and the third person I came up with uh, while you know you guys were doing third character. So well, more I, I would I would be happy if. Uh, you know, Wayne and Paul pick the ones that you don't choose. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I want to be on a team with these three dudes. <laughs> so I, one of the things that, that I find the most compelling about two of your three characters, uh, Tim, is that they are really well integrated into the setting. 
you know, obviously the, the coyote, you know, you did all the work on, on the, uh, the Indian tribe and what that was going to mean. And you even laid down all the stuff, uh, with the pens and the conflict there. Um, so I, I was intrigued by the coyote. Um, and I was also, uh, rather taken by both yours and Jonathan's take on, uh, the Asian character. Um, so I, I think that that you've you've really got some strong ties there, which is not to say that that Eclipse is not also compelling. Um, I think you've got three really good characters here, um, and it just it's up to you to determine what you think uh, uh, is going to be your 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 best your best character for this game. And you don't have to decide that right now because I'm I'm, gonna, I'm going to move over to Paul. Now, Paul. Yes. It felt to me. That uh, leading off with the skull, that that was a character you're pretty jazzed about. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, you know, I, I uh, I'm jazzed about the skull visually. Uh-huh. I'm jazzed about hair trigger, like her powers uh-huh. um, and her character. Um, you know, but the, visually to me, the skull I think you know looks awesome in my head anyway. Right. Um, you know, so I, I, and I, I like that idea of you know sometimes I, I like that concept and the idea of the character and just you mm-hmm. know again it, it, there's a lot of visual appeal there for me, um, but I, I, I'm really I like the idea of hair trigger too I, I really do like her and I I like the alchemist but um, you know I think the alchemist works better maybe as a and again I'm not a gamer so I don't know if we have NPCs yes we do in, in gaming uh, you know so. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of you know maybe him being part of the world be, since his you know uh, hair trigger's origin is tied into his existence. But well, and you can't get rid of Goldanium once it's been stated. Good point. <laughs> yeah, and you know I like that about a lot of these characters. I think whether the ones we don't use can easily fit into this world. Paul's in particular, though, that the alchemist. I like the idea of him running one of those companies, whether he chooses them or not. So, Paul, there was a lot of love showered on you uh, for Hair Trigger. Okay. I, is this the character you want to play? I think so. I really like I, I like the concept. Ding, um, ding, ding. And out of all of them, she had the most fleshed out idea with me anyway. Right. Okay. So we have we have a winner here. Hair Trigger is in the team. Well, you didn't give me feedback like you gave Tim. I'm jealous. Well, I... I... Th- I think I love the skull, but I think he makes a better NPC. I think that he almost makes a better villain and perhaps a nemesis to uh, Hair Trigger. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, if that's something that you wanted to do it, or at least you know, want, maybe not like a an arch nemesis, but you know, somebody. The skull seems seems kind of like the Punisher. You know, in terms of. He believes he's doing the right thing, but everybody else, you know, sees him as a thug and, you know, crosses the line too much, that kind of thing. So I, I really like the skull. And like yourself, I think he's a very visually interesting kind of character. But uh, uh, I think he might be interesting to, to see, you know, in the shadows and crap, the skull's here. This can't be good, you know. Almost like a venom. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. He doesn't harm the innocents, but he doesn't do good either. Yeah. Venom um, doesn't harm innocence? Eddie Brock Venom. Really? Yeah, the older versions. Yeah. That was his big thing, that he didn't harm innocence. That's why he hated Spider-Man. He was the protector of the innocence. He just didn't think Spider-Man was an innocent. <laughs> yep. Hmm. 
Until the costume got hungry and wanted to eat brains, but brains. Hey, that was the costume, not him. Brains. So, um, I like uh, the alchemist as an NPC as well. Um, the uh, him, you know, suiting out <clears throat> hair trigger and maybe some other folks. I, I, I like that. But I, I'm going to have to continue to mock your gold-based technology. <laughs> it's goldanium. No one says gold-based technology anymore, Aaron. That was like so first hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Wayne. <clears throat> so all this talk about NPCs makes me think that uh, the super scientist character would would have made a pretty good NPC with some of the backstories we have here. Uh-huh. Like a uh, somebody's working for one of those companies that like well like you were describing earlier he thinks he's doing good but he keeps crossing the line and uh, I kind of like the idea of character wise I basically I created the first two with the mindset of if it's a darker team I'll take the the crazy guy who wanted to be a superhero uh-huh. and he'll be wearing an all black costume and he'll fit in with a dark team if it's a brighter team I'll take the Spider Man speedball type character. Go the the bright spandex and the obnoxious character. I think lineup wise, so far since we have hair trigger, I think that that character would work well with either type of team. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards the Spider-Man speedball type character, and I like the idea of having that super scientist guy actually be an NPC and be the one that whose drug I had taken trying to get money. Uh huh. I like the idea of him being out there kind of in the background of this guy's out of control. At some point, we may have to deal with him. So I'm leaning towards the Spider-Man speedball, but I kind of want to see how the team, the characters flesh out. Because if it's a darker team, I don't want the the overly bright character in a dark team. But if it's more of a in-between, I'd like to go with that character. I liked all three of yours. <clears throat> I I I really see, and I'm and I'm sure you've sensed that when I asked the question about you know is uh, your super scientist geneticist guy you know maybe addicted to you know the powers, um, I really saw him as as more darker leaning, uh, and certainly able to exploit that on one side. The minute you said speedball, I was hooked into your character because I just that sounds like fun. That sounds like the uh, the uh, uh, kind of game that that we've been kind of looking for something that's a little brighter, not as dark. Um, I also love that that the character is an unsuccessful comic. I think that I think that's that's going to be a lot of fun to play with. So, there's my feedback for you, um, Jonathan. You, sir. All three votes came in for your uh, <laughs> priest by day and angel by night that you know came to you in the shower in a vision. <laughs> very surprising i actually figured that uh no one would uh would pick that one so is that what you want to play you know i don't know um because like i mean i can't picture my angel in spandex <laughs> yeah um i feel like the angel would work on a on a darker team mm-hmm um, because while it's an angel of God, like I said, I was going, I was going biblical angel. Right. Uh, so, you know, you know, the ones that, that bring down cities and, and yeah. fire, you know, 
Um, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I guess I could, I could, I could tweak the concept to work for a, for a, uh, a team. But although it's looking like, I mean, it's looking like with, with hair trigger on the team, that you know we might be able to take out kneecaps, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you know, because he he fights with a flaming sword. I guess if he goes for the kneecaps, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe like maybe he's like Voltron, and the you know the sword only comes out when it's needed. Other other than that, you know, he he just you know. Well, you know, the, the original concept of Thor was that Thor was was cast to Earth to learn humility. Right. Maybe your angel is, you know, maybe it's a similar situation. Maybe he hasn't quite fallen, you know, like uh, like Lucifer. But maybe, you know, he was on the fence. So, you know, God has sent him to Earth to, to learn humility or, you know, to, to serve some time. And maybe he's not you know, a hundred percent angelic. His his being bound to flesh, as it were, uh limits his powers somewhat. Mm. Well yeah, like I, I don't expect him to have the sort of power that could take down a city. Right. Um you know, as far as power sets, you know, it'd be like flight and like I said, he could do like some 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 mysticism. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, divine gifts. Um, you know, completely different than what the coyote would do, you know, so that there's no overlap there. Right. It's like two completely different types of magic. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with, uh, with the Jersey angel. All right. Okay. So the two of you boys who are on the fence, uh, Tim and Wayne, what are you thinking, Tim? I think that uh, – I guess I don't know what I think. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, well, when I was thinking of a character that was going to be you know, traveling the dark route, that would have been the coyote. Right. It, it, but when I hear that Paul's playing you know, Captain – a character that has guns, and I heard Jonathan doing faith-based kind of magic stuff – it kind of, you know, it kind of makes me want to not play the coyote, even though I really like him. Right. I would, you know, but why? I, I, I like the dichotomy of the darker character against the lighter characters. You know, I mean, it, I think that could make for some interesting gaming. I'm just, just I'm, 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 lo- I'm looking at more like MMOs, where I'm like, I got DPS and DPS, and we need a tank. Well, <laughs> I mean, our, our our power our power sets aren't aren't necessarily uh, fleshed out. No, I know. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I'm, like my guy's a freaking angel. Like, who knows what he's gonna be able to do? I haven't thought of that yet. Well, I, I guess I'm using whatever I can to try to f- make a decision because I, I like all three. So besides, who's gonna tank for your team? Eclipse. Yeah. She's gonna, she's gonna stop punches with her tits. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> gravity. <laughs> I mean, Quan Lee Wen is obviously. He could be a scrapper. No, Eclipse is totally crowd control. Gravity powers. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
controller. Yeah, but we don't have an Asian guy now. We 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 took Jonathan's out of the game. Quanley Wen. Now's his chance to shine. Well, wait, all right. I don't know. Now, go, go to Wayne. Wait, no, 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 no. no. We're, not, we're not. We're not leaving you yet, Tim, because I've got some questions about Quanley Wen before I can change my vote. <laughs> okay. All right, like you don't have to change your vote. We know, we know, we know his backstory, but like, what type of personality does he have? It's very quiet. Like, I wish I, I don't know. I didn't really have too much of a, of a like personal backstory. I thought he'd be respect, very stereotypical. He'd be respectful of those elders. He'd be kind of quieter. He wouldn't be as brash as some of the people that are in his generation that kind of grew up more American, if that makes sense. Okay. So he'd be, probably be a really quiet kind of guy. He definitely wouldn't be doing dark stuff. <laughs> like that. Like that'd be the brightest character I had right there. Mm. But I, I I like all three. I that's, mean, that's interesting because I immediately thought of all three of your characters as dark. So when you started describing him in particular, I'm like, wow, trained under all these Chinese masters and he's an evil bastard, huh? Weird. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I got a question for you, Aaron. Yes, sir. Do you have ideas that would would you would want a Native American? Oh, absolutely. Like hero? Yeah. No, absolutely. Were you looking for more than that? No, no. <laughs> I was just... I don't know. If you're making me make a decision right now, which sounds like you are... No, um, I'm not going to make it. I won't make you make a decision. And right you, can, you can tank if you shapeshift into a bear. This is true. Tim, I don't want to force you into something you're not comfortable with. We'll do this... At your own time. I do, but not in a role playing aspect. <laughs> <laughs> with it, with enough with enough time, I'll I'll talk you into it, and you'll like it. I'd like you to drink a little bit more of that beer, and we'll come back to you. All right. <laughs> um, somebody slipping my roofie, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, the horrible stand up comedian. Yes, I'm very excited. The Spider-Man Speedball type character. There seems to be a lot of love for it. I like the concept. I do think that even if we have a slightly darker team, it might be interesting to have him playing off of that. Yeah, because we seem like a very serious group of characters. And I think I think even bad jokes would add add the right <laughs> amount of comic relief to the team. You know, because you don't want it to get too serious because then readers might get put off. Okay, Tim. I love how Jonathan refers to us as a comic book that people are actually going to be reading. <laughs> Look, it's it's the right mindset to have if you want to have a a a comic book role playing game with the right feel. You want to think of it in terms of a comic book. Good like point. you don't like you don't like it, when I when I start picturing the the scenes that Aaron describes in the game. Do you think I'm going to picture it? Live action? No, I'm gonna picture it like I'm looking at a picture. Picture it as a picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna picture it like comic book artwork. Tim, Aaron, well, how did the votes go? <laughs> um, I we we have hair trigger. We have uh, the speedball Spider-Man type character, mm-hmm. and we have the uh, angel priest guy. The votes on no. your on the votes on your characters yeah. went two for Eclipse. And one for Coyote. All right. If you had a vote, vote for one. If I had a vote, as much as I like Eclipse, 
I would point out – well, no, I, I, I guess – I would point out that y'all don't have a cultural link. There were two Asian characters uh, that were both going to be tied into the to the little Asia town that we talked about, and then there was the your Native American character that would be tied to the Indian community. Um, everybody else is, you know, uh, you know. You know what I just noticed? What's that? I don't have any black guys on the team. Well, your priest could be black. No, he can. He's Catholic. There are black Catholic <laughs> priests. <laughs> No, come on. If he's if he's gonna be a black priest, he needs to be Baptist. <laughs> like like I said, bro, there's only there's only so you know, much stretch reality. You know, the great thing about Jonathan is that he offends on multiple levels. <laughs> it's it's not just you know he offends me he offends my 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 racial sensibilities. No, no, he offends my religious sensibilities and my gender uh, sensibilities. He's just he is a full service offender. That's the great thing about Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. I find that if you offend on every level, then no one's offended. <laughs> Uh, so I don't uh, think it works like that. So, so Tim, you were asking if 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 I had a vote, what would it be? I think yep. my vote would be the coyote. Yes, man, we're going for the coyote. All right, woo. Okay. So our team now is Angel Dude, the Coyote, Spider-Man, Speedball Guy, and Hair Trigger. Your assignment for next time. Is to better flesh out your characters. Have your, you know, for those of you who don't yet have code names, uh, Jonathan Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> uh, I've got two or th- two or three actually, but they're kind of lame. Which may I may end up going with a lame name. It, it's in character. I want you to think about your, your your code names and then you know flesh out your characters a little bit more. Get you know give your supporting cast names. That kind of thing. And then when we meet next time, I want to talk about how your characters know each other, if they do. You know, first game might be, you know, uh, the first time any of you you guys are meeting each other. Uh, We're going to establish, is it an established team or is it a team that is going to form up during gameplay? Um, And then I'm going to ask you some, some questions that will kind of lead us to a better understanding of your character. And then after that... Not in the next session, but after that, we will actually get into statting up your characters. Sound like, sound like a deal? Yes. Oh, and one thing I want you guys to, to be thinking about as well is team name. What's the name of our book? <laughs> the Dick Ringers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, Wayne and Jonathan, y'all want to tell us the big secret now? No. Nope. I don't care for these guys. Me either. Do you want to FTP it or yeah, put it somewhere that. we can get to it? Yeah, I'll put it up on the I'll put it up on in our special place, Paul, and then you can put it on Pogo. Ooh. That works. Okay, so it'll be up there, you know, whenever it gets to me. All right. So uh, it'd be cool to listen to it at work tomorrow. <laughs> so do it now is what you're saying. Do it now, Aaron. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. God I was damn. gonna go to sleep. It's only midnight here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. I'm just saying it'd be cool. Yeah, Whatever. we know we don't have to, Tim. You <laughs> know, it, it would be earlier in the evening if somebody could have made a decision. But no, Tim's. I don't know what I want to play. I don't know. I'm. I, I am gonna. Better. I am gonna scalp a bitch up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Paulie's gonna have to scalp a bitch. 
I might want to play the red man. I might want to play the Asian guy. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a pretty accurate impersonation of Tim? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> There's more whining, though. You need to up the whining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now you're getting better. I, I think you need to call me a Jonathan Bastards at some point, too. So tell me what you thought of the process tonight. So far, this has been the first one that has had a very, very good flow where we knew. You know, it wasn't. It was less back and forth conversation as much as, you know, get the description out there. You ask questions, we answer them, move on. Like it just it flowed nicely. Okay. And you know, there was a we we got a lot accomplished. I think. Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, I like the fact that before we p- voted on our you know picked our own character and said which one we like I like that we went around and got it, everyone else's impressions of our characters because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of key if uh, if the character you're all excited about is one that no one else cares about it's going the game's not going to flow as well so I like that we were giving feedback to each other's characters as we were you know before we actually picked them. I liked hearing everyone else's ideas to try to kind of key off of that. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know a lot of future storylines could have come out of just the conversation we had about characters and ideas. And I could already tell we were you know a couple of us were talking about how the characters could fit in with each other. Tim, I liked how I heard my idea coming out of other people's mouths. That's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> yeah, you really seem to be digging that. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've been waiting for character creation since day one. I, I love doing that. I like making new characters. Was it all you? So it's like to? I got, yeah. So it's like you know what? It's like I like the coyote. If the coyote died in a fire, I'm like, that's all right. We're good. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking that he'd be like Thunderbird and X Men and die in the first issue. <laughs> issue one hundred and one. <laughs> issue zero. Did Did you like it, Aaron? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you cracked me up. Uh, Tim's always the one. Well, Aaron, what did you think? Um, yeah, I did. I, I, I thought this was a lot of fun, and I, I think the, the process worked well. And I, I liked I liked the, the voting on characters, and I, I enjoyed mocking Paul's character. So, <laughs> Gold-based technology powers, go! This <laughs> <laughs> uh, cracks me up. Whatever. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> Goldanium is going to be man. Rage. I I'm going to have a hard time thinking up a code name for my fucking angel. You know, you can always just go and and look at the uh, biblical angel names. That's what I'm doing right now, but none of them flow off the tongue very well. Can't take a polyner and punch you in the face. Except for things like Nathaniel, and who wants to read a book called Nathaniel? So are we done? What the fuck? Uh, well, I thought you might want to stay up a little bit longer. I might. Oh, so, you want us to go so you can have a secret conversation? I see how it is. I'm going to have a secret conversation with my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to go. Good night. That's okay. The rest of us have one scheduled with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. We'll chat with you all Saturday morning. All right, Hi, guys. Yep. What, do you, what do you guys think about Metatron? I don't eh. like it. No. <laughs> Try, try again. Yeah, but all the all the rest of them are like Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Azriel. No, not Azriel. There's Bariel. 
can call you Barry. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. How you Danger doing? Angel. <laughs> oh, Danger Angel. Danger <laughs> Angel. <laughs> okay. Hugs, kisses, love you bunches. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek K. Miller. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual. Dutch rudder, the skull. Liam. Claire. Again, I don't know what the hell that means. Gold-based technology powers go!